This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. 620 CKRM is proud to be your voice for everything ag. Welcome to SaskAg Today with your host, Ryan Young. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to SaskAg Today. It's brought to you by Milligan Bio, the leading buyer of heated and damaged canola in Saskatchewan wants to buy your seed. Visit MilliganBio.com. And brought to you by the Arcola Co-op here at home here on Highway 13 in Arcola. Today, to start the new work week, it although it broke Friday afternoon, but still relevant for farmers, is Viterra avoiding strike action by its employees. We also have reaction to that from the chair of Sasquiet. The Crop Development Commissions will hold their AGMs in Saskatoon this week. The Bridge City is also playing host to the Western Canadian Crop Production Show. And the president of the Canadian Cattle Association is excited about the potential benefits some global trade agreements have for the Canadian cattle sector. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. You're listening to SaskAg today on 620 CKRM. This is SaskAg Today with 620 CKRM Ag News Director, Ryan Young. SaskAg Today is brought to you by Johnston's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection. And Farm Fresh Water, fix your water problems. Visit farmfreshwater.ca. It appears strike action has been averted as Viterra presented its final offer to the Grain and General Services Union Locals 1 and 2 on Friday. The offer consists of salary increases over four years, 4.5% in year one, 3.75% in year two, and 2.5% in years three and four. It also includes an annual bonus payment that employees would continue to be eligible for. General Secretary of the GSU Steve Torgerson says union officials decided it was in the best interests of the members to allow them to review and vote on the deal. It had enough changes to it um, based on the company's previous final offer um, in December, which the members rejected and voted down. But there was enough changes that they took their responsibility serious that we are a democratic union and members get the decision. And so they uh, suspended strike action uh, to allow members to review it. Now, the frustrations and the anger and the um, and the concerns that members and these officers have for um, how negotiations have been taking place. They're not gone. So while members are looking at the deal, they will continue to work under what's called the work-to-rule approach. So they will, only, uh, they will only be doing the work that they've been hired to do, and this means members will be quite strict and adhere to the work-related rules um, and not take on any additional work uh, beyond what they were hired to do and what they're contractually and legally sort of obligated to do. This includes um, refusing voluntary overtime and uh, not doing work if you're not scheduled. So a lot of our members are, are sort of on the back and call of the company uh, for customers, customer calls and waiting for rail uh, cars to show up to be loaded. If members are not on standby uh, and they're, or they're not scheduled to work, they will not be responding to, uh, to phone calls. And so that's the position that the offices have taken in this point to uh, again show the frustration that members have with the company and hope that the members um, take the time, uh, take enough time to review the final offer and uh, cast their ballots uh, before January 19th. 
He says members are conducting the ratification vote now, so there is more time to make an informed decision. Members already have copies of the, the final offer in their hands, um, and their elected officers have been walking them through it and explaining it to them. We want to give them as much time as possible to consider it, to review it, to ask questions, um, so that when we do meet with them, um, and there will be meetings um, in person, online, uh, in the workplace, uh, uh, after hours, they're, they're well educated and they have the information they need that um, they'll be able to make the decision that is right for themselves and their uh, co-workers. In a news release, Vice President of Human Resources for Viterra Canada, Jordan Yakubowski, says their offer is fair and reasonable and takes into account the needs of their employees while balancing the needs of the business through long-term labor stability. You're listening to Sask Ag Today on the Voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. We'll hear a reaction to this story from the chair of Sask Wheat. We're back with Sask Ag Today with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. Welcome back to the program. The news that there will be no immediate strike at Viterra was not only relief for farmers, but also for one farm group leader. The chair of Sasquiat, Brett Halstead, says it was good news to hear on Friday. You know, it's always good when we can avoid any kind of labor disruptions that may affect producers' ability to move and sell their grain. So that's good news. Uh, uh, hopefully the talks have come to a point where members uh, hopefully approve that and we can go forward with no no major issues. Viterra gave its final offer to the Grain and General Services Union Locals 1 and 2, which represents about 436 employees. The union felt it was in the best interest of its members to review and vote on the offer, which includes a total wage increase of 13.25% spread out over four years. The GSU will count the ballots on January 19th. On another note, Halstead gave a preview of the Saskwheat annual general meeting tomorrow at the Western Development Museum in Saskatoon. Yeah, it'll be the annual business meeting of uh, Saskwheat at 9.30. And, you know, there'll be an opportunity for questions and answers and our reports from myself as chair and our executive director on the activities of the last year. And following that, Saskwheat, Sasquax, uh, Saskanola, Pulse Growers, and um, barley growers also have their AGMs too. So it'll be a full day of AGMs, and in in particular, ours is at 9.30 tomorrow morning. All right. Is there any kind of a a preview or a little bit of a sneak peek into the kind of stuff uh, that you're going to be talking about at the AGM there? You know, a little bit of it's just the boring, you must do the the financials and release the budget to members and, you know, and just a general update. It, It um, our activities of the last year and um, you know it's a good opportunity for producers to see their where their levy dollars have gone to work in the past year so there's a number of of things we'll we'll run through um, you know it's business as usual type reporting but you know uh, there's just a lot of stuff so it's hard to pick out one or two but obviously research and uh, varietal development is a large portion of our our budget all right, and I uh, just wanted to uh, ask too, you know, just kind of summarizing a bit, uh, you know, how this past year went in 2023 for uh, Sasquiat. 
you know, we had a good year. We continue to invest heavily in our, our research portfolios and as well as advocacy and producer outreach, market development, and communicating with producers. Uh, you know, there is a few areas uh, that experienced quite a few um, crop uh, issues. There drought again, grasshoppers, and some areas that had really good crops. So, you know, and that affects the levy income that comes in that we have to invest. That's Brett Halstead with Sask Wheat. You're listening to Sask Ag Today. Up next is today's Ag Review. You're tuned in to Sask Ag Today on your voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. Today's Ag Review with Doug Falconer of GX94 is brought to you by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell, your locally owned Integra Tire dealers, and Migraine Exchange. Ready to market your 2023 crop? Head over to MigraineExchange.com and try their low-risk grain auctions. Spring wheat bids in Western Canada move lower during the first week of 2024 as losses in the United States futures more than countered the supportive influence of a weaker Canadian dollar. Average Canada Western Red Spring 13.5% wheat prices were down by $2.90 to $3.50 per metric ton across the prairies. According to price quotes from a cross-section of delivery points compiled by PDQ. Average prices ranged from $311.10 per metric ton in northeastern Saskatchewan to as high as $334.10 per metric ton in southern Alberta. Quoted basis levels varied from location to location and ranged from $49.70 to $72.70 per metric ton above the futures when using the grain company methodology of quoting the basis as the difference between the U.S. dollar denominated futures and the Canadian dollar cash bids. Pulse growers looking for control of grassy and broadleaf weeds will have new options from Syngenta Canada. The first is Nelactic Pulse Herbicide, a premix formula that combines amazomox and bentazone for systemic and contact control of grasses and broadleaf weeds found in Western Canada field peas. Nelactic offers built-in resistance management support with two modes of action in a Group 2 and Group 6 herbicide, and the premix formulation is easy to use. Farmers growing clearfield lentils will have the option of using Canvista Pulse Herbicide for broad-spectrum weed control. Canvista controls common broadleaf weeds and grasses found in Western Canada IMI-tolerant lentil crops with the active ingredient Imazomox. It's sold in a ready-to-apply formula and provides rotational flexibility for future crops. CN and CPKC rail supply to combine 95% of hopper cars ordered in Grain Week 22, a modest decline from the 97% order fulfillment performance seen in Week 21. The decline in performance reflects declines for each of CN and CPKC. In supplying 94% of cars ordered by shippers in Week 22, CN saw performance dip for a second consecutive week, down from the 98% order fulfillment performance they posted in Week 21. CN performance remains above the 90% performance threshold for the fourth consecutive week. 
CPKC performance also declined, with the railway supplying 96% of shipper orders in week 22, modestly lower than the 97% order fulfillment performance posted in week 21. CPKC performance remains above the 90% threshold for the 11th consecutive week. The cost to ship goods by container is on a rapid trajectory skyward as unrest and volatility in the Middle East has major shippers avoiding the Suez Canal and instead sending boats south around Africa. Late last week, logistics giant Maersk announced it was diverting container traffic away from the Suez Canal, citing the increased attacks by Houthi militants on vessels using the trade route. With increased distance and significant time in transit comes increased costs. And last week, the cost to ship via container from Asia to Europe saw a huge leap to $4,000 U.S., a 170-plus percent jump from just six weeks ago. Routing around Africa versus going through the Suez can add more than 14 days to shipping. German farmers blocked roads with tractors today, kicking off a week of protests against plans to phase out agricultural subsidies with nationwide action that ministers have warned could be co-opted by the far right. Convoys of tractors and trucks, some adorned with protest banners reading No Beer Without Farmers, and posters from the far-right Alternative for Germany party gathered on German roads in sub-zero pre-dawn temperatures. In Berlin, a line of dozens of tractors blocked the main avenue leading to the Brandenburg Gate, mirroring protests last month. Police said roads and highway slip roads were blocked in multiple locations nationwide, including several border crossings with France, causing traffic jams during the morning rush hour. Farmers say that government plans to end two tax breaks, which currently save them about 900 million euros per year, will drive them out of business. And that's today's Ag Review. I'm Doug Falk. It's your Saskag Today weather on your voice of Saskatchewan. 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM Farm Precision Weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina. Specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan, call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. I'm here with Phil Spivak from Precision Weather. And Phil, we got a little bit of snow here uh, towards the end of the weekend and into the new work week. Is that trend going to continue for today? Well, a break from it today. They're still in the air and spots a few flurries around today, but nothing of any consequence. Uh, but for the rest of the week, yeah, we are going to be into a bit of a snowy pattern. Not a uh, heavy snow where it's going to be actually impactful snow, but there is a chance for at least some snow each day for the rest of the week as we transition from uh, what was a very warm pattern now into a very cold pattern that will likely take us uh, through the weekend before temperatures begin to recover. And in fact, uh, looking ahead towards Saturday and even Sunday to an extent, it is going to be brutally cold with uh, some Arctic air as temperatures will struggle to really creep into the minus 20s each day by then. We'll start to feel that toward the end of the week, though. We're uh, not there yet. We are cool this morning. Coming out of the morning hours, we've seen temperatures in the minus 20s, but the light wind, meaning wind chill, not a big factor. The wind picks up just a bit through the day. So as we drop off to minus 22 tonight after a high of minus 12, that will drop the wind chill into the minus 30s. But the temperature comes up 
And as the wind comes up, that means wind chill gets offset. Tomorrow, minus 6 the high. Some light snow late in the day, likely towards sunset. And that snow produces a couple of centimeters Tuesday night and then tapers off. There may be a few lighter flurries in the second half of the night Tuesday night. Most of the accumulating snow occurs early. Minus 15 is the low. Wednesday, light snow picks back up for the afternoon. Could be a quick 4 to 7. I'm leaning more toward the low side of that, but potential certainly as the air, um, the, the air gets colder for a little more fluff from the limited snowfall. So we'll keep that uh, high end in there at 7. Uh, temperatures, though, falling. Minus 12 early. May rise a little. Might just hold there and then drop down to the minus 20s through the uh, later part of the day and the night. The wind will be up on Wednesday afternoon, so biting wind chill Wednesday afternoon uh, as you finish up the workday. Flurries and some light snow possible on and off Thursday into Friday. Minor amounts of centimeter or two here and there, but cold. Thursday, minus 22. Friday, minus 25. Thank you very much, Phil. Normal highs for this time of year are around minus 11 degrees. Normal lows, minus 23. Sun rose at around 8.58 this morning, and the sun will set at around 5.14 late this afternoon. Taking a look around the province in Saskatoon, minus 21. Swift Current, Yorkton, Melville, Assiniboia, and Swift Current, minus 16. Minus 17 in Mooseman, minus 14 in Estevan. Minus 18 in Weyburn. The warmish spot in Saskatchewan is Estvan at minus 14. Cool spot is in Island Falls. I should say cold spot because it's at minus 30.7. In Regina, there's a little bit of light snow coming down. Winds from the west-southwest at 8 kilometers an hour. Humidity at 82%. Temperature minus 19 degrees or minus 1 Fahrenheit. Barometric pressure at 102.4 and falling. In Moose Jaw, reports of some ice crystals falling. South-southwest wind at 9, temperature minus 19. Again in Regina, light snow. West-southwest wind at 8 kilometers an hour, temperature minus 19 degrees. Coming up next on the other side of the break, we're going to preview this year's crop production show. Catch up with all your ag news anytime at saskagtoday.com. Now, back to Saskag Today with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. This portion of Saskag Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers, where you're guaranteed the best buying and selling experience. McDougalAuction.com and Pattison Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizers just better when it's wetter. Pattison Liquid Systems, expect the best. Hundreds of exhibitors are moving into Prairieland Park in Saskatoon, the site of the 41st Western Canadian Crop Production Show. Manager of Agriculture at Prairieland Park, Leanne Hurlbert, says 338 exhibitors will be there a bit more than last year. Well, when we're organizing to the show, once we do our mapping, we try to move exhibitors in, you know, according to... The building, we, we fill the building from one side, from the, I guess, from a, for our perspective, from the west to the east. And uh, we get everyone in just so that we can choreograph the times they come in and have them all settled before all the small uh, exhibitors show. Information sessions will be held at the New Farm Information Theatre hourly from 10.30 a.m. to 3.30 p.m. Tuesday to Thursday. We are also very excited on Tuesday in the Information Theatre to have the introduction of the Agricultural Hall of Fame inductees. Um, They take over the Information Theatre and make their um, announcement, um, which is 
pretty exciting. We are, we always look forward to that. As well, um, we have different sessions, as I said, each hour. And one of our topics this year that I know is um, a hot topic is grasshoppers. So we have two different sessions of grasshoppers, the uh, populations from 2023 and the 2024 prospects. So I think that'll be very interesting. This year's show will introduce the Innovation Award. We also have our innovation program, which is new. So we have an innovation award that will be um, announced for Tuesday evening at our exhibitor mixer. And then on Thursday morning, the top three finalists will be able to do a five-minute presentation in the information theater um, to discuss their invention. Hurlbert was asked if there was something from the show that stands out as her favorite part. Well, I don't know. They're all kind of my favorite. There's some great uh, new inventions here, and there's. Um, I'm just looking out my office window and looking at all the equipment in Hall D, and there's some pretty cool stuff here. Um, I don't want to say I have a favorite because that might, might get me in trouble, but um, come down and check out the show and pick your favorite. The show's format changed from three and a half days to three days starting tomorrow and wrapping up on Thursday. The chief agricultural editor of SaskAgToday.com is looking forward to the crop production show in Saskatoon. Kevin Hirsch says the show is held at a good time of the year. It's always a, a great event. It's the time of year when producers are making all sorts of cropping decisions from crop contracting to fertilizer use to maybe some machinery upgrades. So it, it's a great time for producers to get together. It's not quite the same as the uh, outdoor ag show, the the ag in motion show, but uh, the timing is very good and I expect a, a, a large contingent of producers. Hirsch is going to be active all three days of the show as he gives us a rundown of what he's going to check out. The major crop commissions are holding annual meetings on the, the Tuesday of crop show over at the Western Development Museum. I think the, uh, the SAS Pulse Growers meeting could be very interesting. During the week, uh, both oats and mustard have their annual meetings right at Prairie Land Park, and I hope to take in some of that as well as the market analysis parts of, of those meetings. At the, the theater, the New Farm Theater at, uh, within Prairie Land at Crop Show, there are a number of interesting presentations. They're going to have the Innovation Award winners, uh, the, the best of the, the best three of uh, what is judged to be the top innovations at Crop Show will be presented. So that'll be an interesting one to watch. Uh, Saskag Hall of Fame inductees for 2024 will be announced. And Saskatchewan Crop Insurance has got a slot on the New Farm Theater. And I think there's going to be a lot of interest in hearing what's happening with crop insurance premiums. It was a major change last year, somewhat contentious, and uh, in, especially in the areas that had crop insurance claims again, I think a lot of producers worrying and wondering what their premiums are going to look like in the coming year. So, man, there's uh, no shortage of, of things and, and people to talk to next week. Once again, this year's show is being held at Prairieland Park, and it's on Tuesday and Wednesday from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m., and Thursday from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. We're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Sask Ag Today on the Voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. You're tuned in to Sask Ag Today on your Voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. This segment of SaskAg Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. 
and Arcola Building Supplies. Small town number yard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com The president of the Canadian Cattle Association is excited about the economic potential of multiple trade agreements Canada has around the world. Nathan Finney noted the Comprehensive Progressive Agreement for Trans-Pacific Partnership was a catalyst for expanding the trade portfolio into the Indo-Pacific region. The CPTPP, which, you know, started out um, kind of this, this route of, of really diving into the Indo-Pacific, was an example of how science and rules-based trade um, can work and work well for all the all the countries that are involved, and um, we're hoping we're looking um, down the road at some of the uh, Indo-Pacific um, countries, hoping that you know they they will join on to the CPTPP as well. The demand there is it's not even imaginable where the potential lies. Um, I've got my eyes open when I was over there, and you know there there is a price point, but um, you know there there's some wealthy countries over there that are willing to pay and. You know, from the conversations we're having, their their more concern is on supply, and um, you know we'll we'll work into that um, issue that we've had here. Um, but as far as the product goes, and know what we stand behind in our food safety systems, they you know there's there's reassurance there, and and uh, they know the quality that they're getting. The UK is trying to join the CPTPP despite the fact that they reject Canada's beef standards but enjoy full access to the Canadian market. It's something Finney wants addressed before the United Kingdom joins the trade pact. You know, we, we are dealing with some issues with the UK um, that, we've, that we've battled over the past year. And, um, you know, UK wanting into the CPTPP and, you know, until they clean their non-regulatory issues up, uh, we're saying we can't support that. Um, clean them up and come with science rules-based um, initiatives and, and, and goals like all the other players are, then we would 100% get behind that. But um, as its current state, we're not going to um, uh, embrace that for the moment. The Canadian Cattle Association, Canadian Meat Council and the National Cattle Feeders Association launched a campaign in September called Say No to a Bad Deal to raise awareness on this issue with the UK. Coming up next on Sask Ag Today is the Market Update. Here's the Market Update with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. Grain prices at Viterra were down in early trading today. Canola is down five dollars and twenty cents at five seventy six twelve. Feed barley is down five dollars to two fifty two fifty eight. And number one red spring wheat is down three dollars and ninety two cents to three thirteen forty eight. The rest were unchanged. Durham four forty six ninety two. Chickpeas eleven sixty eight forty four. Flax six thirty one zero four. Lentils seven sixty seven fifty. Oats two ninety thirty two. And yellow peas 457.19. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, hard red spring wheat for March is down about ten and three quarter cents to seven dollars and one one and a half cents a bushel. Coming up next is the livestock report. The Saskag Today Livestock Reports on your voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. Livestock quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn Livestock 842-4574. Now, here are the latest livestock quotes. 
Heartland Livestock Swift Current. Happy New Year, everybody. Our first regular sale of the season is going to be tomorrow, January the 9th. Our first pre-sorted internet sale is going to be January the 18th. That's next Thursday, 9.30 a.m. And our first bread sale of the season will be February the 8th at 1 o'clock. If you got cattle to sell, give us a call. 773-3174. Canada source for quality. Heartland Livestock and Swift Current. The latest pork prices are at $164.94 per CKG. Coming up, the Resource Report. It's the Saskag Today Resource Reports on 620 CKRM. Here's Ryan Young. Farmers are blocking highway access roads in parts of Germany and snarling traffic elsewhere, launching a week of protests against a government plan to scrap tax breaks on diesel used in agriculture. Chancellor Olaf Scholz's unpopular three-party coalition infuriated farmers last month by drawing up plans to abolish a car tax exemption for farming vehicles and the diesel tax breaks. The government on Thursday climbed down partially, saying that the car tax exemption would be retained and the cuts in the diesel tax breaks would be staggered over three years. But the German Farmers Association said it was still insisting on both plans being reversed fully and would go ahead with a week of action starting Monday. On the markets, the TSX is up 48 points at 20,986. The Dow is down 38 points to 37,427. Oil is down $3.52 at $70.29 per barrel. And the Canadian dollar is at 74.80 cents U.S. And that's the Resource Report. If you missed any segment of the show, you can tune in to the on-demand Saskag Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. And that's going to do it for Monday's edition of SaskAg Today. I'm Ryan Young. Have a nice day. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicide.